Okay, I'm back here with Sarah. Um, she's gonna talk about her book. I'm interested because I don't know. I haven't seen this. So, what? You wrote a book. What was it? What is it about? Hi, everybody. Uh, so yes, I have actually published two already, and the first one is um, is in poetry and prose uh, because since I was little. I've always written and I won several awards in high school in poetry and creative writing. And then I used to post on Instagram and Facebook. I used to have a page there. I'm going to open a new page there. So then I will let everybody know on Instagram when, when it's ready to go. And um, I used to make posts with pictures, you know, with selfies and then my poems and everything. But then I realized that you know, some people, um, some of them like play, plagiarize the poems and, and I didn't have like any, uh, any protection on the poems or stuff. So then I got mad and I stopped posting because not other poets or, or writers. It was actually other people. <laughs> and then I got mad and I stopped. But then people started telling me, like, and sending messages, oh, you know, we miss your writing, so what are you going to do? So then I got this idea, well, you know, if people like my writing and miss my poems, I'm just going to put them, the best ones together, and just uh, launch or publish a book in, in poetry. And so it's available on my website. Uh, my my website, you can find it at www acehoneywisdom.com that's my pen name <laughs> and um, and actually I have another book which is a book of short stories because I'm passionate about you know um, I think let's how can I say this I think that books are very influential in a culture and in society and there are other arts there are too for example music everybody loves music like you may not enjoy the music that i enjoy but you have your own type of music and music is something that is around all the whole world and influences masses of people and i think the difference and i i see that in writing too i just think that the difference the main difference is that music is perhaps more immediate and writing takes a little bit more of time. And there is something funny that sometimes happens in writing is that sometimes you read a book like Imagine Now and then, I don't know, maybe in two years you are living your life and then you think, oh, now I get it. <laughs> like, I don't know, something pops up from a book that you read a long time ago, like, oh my God, now, yeah, that book, I remember something. So I think writing... Um, has a great influence on people and can help people think and can can actually change philosophies and politics and everything around the world. It just maybe takes a little bit more of time than music because music is more immediate and is more commercial too and everybody listens to it. So it's, it's uh, the, the spreading of music is much faster than books. But um, this, this book now is called Tales of Power, and it's available on my website too. 
and it's a collection of short stories. And so they are like tales. They are created by me, but they are tales that have to do... It's, it's a tale, it's a story, but then within that story, there is like a message, something, some, some wise epiphany that I would like people to get. And it may, you know, it may, for example, touch you in a, in a certain way and another person in a different way. But um, I believe that, that people will enjoy reading those tales. They are not complicated. They are not like, exhausting or something like really big tales and complicated no it's not the drama it's just uh, some simple tales that um that have hidden messages and uh, i hope that people like them but i have so many like so many ideas for books that i'm actually like oh my god how am i going to do this but i'm just going to keep on doing it Like when you have an idea for a book, like do you just like do one at a time? Like you know, you. I remember last time you said that you don't like structure or formatting. So, how do you deal I'm with not, all that? I um, I'm not a natural in that. So, for example, um, I know that some people are natural in structure. Like they look at something, they have a dream, and they structure it. And it comes natural for them. And I'm like, wow, I, I wish I was like that. And I'm a little bit chaotic. <laughs> so so <laughs> I have this idea. And sometimes I get passionate about this idea. And I have like, I don't know, a hundred ideas about that idea. And then sometimes it takes, a, and it my, my difficulty, it's not in, in the ideas part. It's not in the creative part. Sometimes my my difficulty or my major issue was in bringing those ideas to 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 form and so that's uh so right now i think i think i'm much better at that um but what i do is i have an idea and then um oh i have an interesting story that i just remembered i would like to share with you and um, but to to answer to that question I have the idea and then if if you have the idea of the whole book, then I just sit down and write it. If you don't and you just have like one scene or two, um, sometimes you just start writing it and it just comes to you. Um, so it depends. But, to st- but I'm not a very, how can I say, a very rigid person in structure. I mean, if, if I tell myself, okay, I'm going to launch this book next Thursday, for example. No, I'm not. It's just an example. But I'm going to launch this book ne- next Thursday. Well, then, you know, if, I, if, if Thursday comes and I'm, like, busy doing something else or I don't feel that that's the day, I will launch it on Friday or Wednesday. I, I mean, I'm flexible. I, I impose some structure in my work, but at the same time, I let I let some flexibility um, guide me because I think it's important to be flexible as well. Um, about books, it, it's interesting that you ask because I read a story. I don't remember the author, but it was a very interesting story, very short. And um, what he said was, uh, I think there there was this sculpt 
this sculpture guy who made sculptures, and this artist, and um, and there was a writer. And then the writer was looking at the the guy who made sculptures and was asking him and statues and stuff. And I was asking him, "You are looking at that piece of." Um, of stone like for three hours and you don't do anything what are you doing and he said I'm planning my work and he said really I just sit down and write and the, the, the other artist said well you know if you get something wrong on that page you just tear it apart and you start all over again but when when you deal with stones or when you deal with rocks or material that you can't just tear apart and start again, you have to start planning and you have to really think ahead and carefully. And so I thought this this was amazing because sometimes we tend to judge other arts, you know, like, oh, why why don't you plan more on writing or why do you plan so much on painting or something like that? But I think each art has its own um, has its own reality. You know what I mean? So, um, for example, if you if you make a song or something, people think that oh, you know, a singer just gets there and makes the song, but the singer has to know for sure that that's the version that they want, and that's for sure the beat, and that's for sure the lyrics. So each art, each craft ha- has its own reality. And sometimes uh, we can be flexible about that reality, but I think all artists should respect each other's and understand that sometimes you 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 just have to take more time to to make one come true than other. Like if it's a photo, well, you go there and you take a photo, and then you go home and and you probably work a little bit on your photo, but it, it's relatively fast to have. A product ready you know you can have a, a good photo almost every day but for a book it's like you can't and for a song probably you can't you can't either you know what I mean so just I, I just wanted the, the audience to think a little bit about this that sometimes we we judge other people's arts and we are like oh you know I don't hear from from him or her what are they doing maybe they are they aren't doing nothing maybe they are writing you know but it's not something like a photo that you can post uh, one per one per day. You know what I mean? And I love photos. I'm not I'm not looking down at all. I love photography. It inspires me a lot. I'm just saying that each art has its own um, its own reality. Mm. Yeah, I feel that way as well because I mean most of and it's hard to say what like um, people always have the debate of whether this is an art is that an art. And I feel like a lot of things you could just put in art, in the art category, and it takes up a lot. Of, I mean, writing, you speaking, there's speaking's in art. You know, um, t- telling a story, structuring a story. It's much different from writing a story to telling mm-hmm. a story. I mean, yes. And when you tell a story, it's hard to to like. Okay, you got to find your beginning, your middle, or your end, <laughs> and how you structure it. You it actually matters. <laughs> Because if you don't structure it, well, if you go, I mean, with movies, think of a movie, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of movies have yeah. flashbacks. So they're mm-hmm. structuring the story in a different way. And that you can really tell that that's kind of making this kind of new 
thing that you don't see very often. I mean, it's usually just the same same structure for everything. But you know, I, what you said I about I love movies. I love yes. movies too. So there, <laughs> the structure. You know, like when he said sculpting, I think it's about mixing these these arts together. You know, coming up with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's done with science. You know, there's biochemistry. If there, you know, there's chemistry and, and biology coming together. So I think it's mm-hmm. about these arts that come together. You know, writing and speaking mm-hmm. come together very well. Because if you're very good at both, you can, mm-hmm. you can really just, just kind of form your your knowledge. You you can win co- not win conversations, but you can articulate yourself to people much better than you can. And mm-hmm. if you do both, like both are very important, I think to me, um, I, you know, yeah, you're, you're always going to have something that's a little weaker, you know, or a little, not, yes. not your best strength because you're going to be going all over the place. I mean, if I get really like, I'm much better at speaking than writing right now, mm-hmm. but if I get better at writing, I'm going to get worse at speaking or I'm going to stay at the same level and it's just going to be a shift back and forth. So you can't really be good at everything i think being well-rounded helps because if you're not mm-hmm. well-rounded yes. it, it's hard to to come up with like i mean a lot of people have ideas but it's hard for them to execute these ideas in a realistic yeah. way because the rules are different for everything i mean yeah. ri- writing has some weird rules like i'm like okay so i can't do that like or it just doesn't sound right or it doesn't read right and um you know of course we talked about assumptions with writing it's hard to mm-hmm. get your point across, especially when you can't explain it, because mm-hmm. people are going to read it and read it and read it and read it, and hundreds of people are going to read it, and when hundreds hundreds of people read it, they're going to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to make conclusions of what they thought, and mm-hmm. yes. oh, what, what else is there? And it's so funny, because imagine that you post like a picture. And you put a like imagine on Instagram, you can you can do that test if you, whenever you feel like. It. And for example, you post a picture and you say, I don't know, what up B or something like that, or the whole world, the whole the whole word, and people are going to take it completely different according to their own mood. That's what sometimes people don't understand. Like if I'm upset, I see that, and I'm like, why is he calling me names? Why is he upset? If I'm happy, I'm like, hey, what's up? So it's like the same message will have a hundred different interpretations depending on people's moods. You know what I mean? So it's so funny. Sometimes it's funny, it's a, but as long as it doesn't cause like problems or troubles or something, <laughs> then, I, then it's not that funny. But um, there, there was this guy, he was a speaker and he was so funny. I, I, I watched a video on YouTube and he was saying, because I love words, right? And so he was saying um, that the word dude, because he was from California and he said everybody in California says dude. And then dude, if you say it in a different tone, has a completely different meaning. Like you can say, what's up, dude? You can say, dude. You can say, oh, dude. You can say, dude. You know, so, it's, it's exactly the same word, but if you say it with a different tone of voice, it's, it means completely different. It means complete different things. It means that you're like, you're disapproving what he's doing. You are asking where, where he's going. You are interested in what he's saying. 
you are completely like surprised about what he did. So it's it's amazing words and interpretations how far that can go. And that's when you speak. Now, the thing about writing is that you don't have the tone there. So if people, for example, if people see you from the lens of hate or from the lens of, I don't understand this, this guy. I don't understand this girl. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't even understand which, where she's coming from. It's like every single thing you write, it's going to have that connotation f- for them. And even if you say, happy Monday, happy Tuesday, they are going to read it in a different way that someone who kind of appreciates what you do and, and, and kind of appreciates you is going to read and is going to feel. So writing, it's a little bit, more difficult to get across um, than speaking because of the tone and the and the the voice and the enthusiasm. Like you mean you you can listen to people's enthusiasm. You can listen if they are mad or not. You you just know it. Um, with writing is is a little bit more difficult. That's why I think in our last talk we spoke that social media can create so many. And written posts can create so many, how do you say, so many beefs and stuff. Because sometimes, you know, you can say something like, oh, my God, I'm so upset with this. And some, someone may read it and think, oh, she's talking about me. And another person, she's talking about me. And you are not. You may be thinking about someone that you saw on the street or something. You know what I mean? But um, uh, written word is is very peculiar because um, it doesn't have a sound, it doesn't have a voice. But books are a little bit different because for someone to buy a book, the person has the interest in that book. And so um, since the beginning, the person is open to read what's in that book and it's not going, the person is not going to take that book personally. Um, sometimes taking personally is a social media thing. Because uh, it's too direct, probably, and then sometimes people are upset, and then ah, she's talking about me, she hates me, and you are like, no, I don't even know you. <laughs> so, so it's funny. Um, as you were saying, I think that writing and speaking are very important to the world. I can tell you for sure that uh, even though I have a natural tendency for writing. But my mom and my dad and my friends always said, you know, it depends on the day because when you are in the mood to talk, you you speak, you can speak. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe some days I really don't feel like speaking. And so I say, oh, I don't want to I don't want to speak. But um, I can tell you that even though I have a natural tendency for writing, people who have done great impacts on me in my life are writers and musicians, but also speakers. Because when I hear them um, speak, there is something in my brain that just starts like functioning. And I, I love to, I love those people who, who speak about things you've never heard before. Because it's like you feel your brain just like expanding. I love that thing, thinking about things I've never thought before. Oh, it's amazing. Or thinking about things that we have thought before, but in a different way. And you were, oh, I never thought about that. So I like those motivational people or, or 
uh, people or those public speakers who, who speak about how you can transform your life or something. I think that's, that's like amazing. And it has a great impact on me. Probably has a, a much more immediate impact on me than if I read a book speaking about the same subjects. So, um, so the different ways of uh, transmitting a message are really important and they are very personal. For some people, I know some people who love talking and they tell me I love reading. Just like I read, I read. I, sometimes I don't have patience to listen to what they are saying. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. Because I'm a little bit the opposite. I love writing and I love reading too, but I love listening. If I, I, I can, if I like someone, if I like to hear someone speak, I can listen for them. I can listen to them forever. You know what I mean? So um, I think, uh, for example, you told me that you love speaking and that writing has a lot of rules. Um, what I find there is that, you know, I like rules, but I like to break them. So I think that you can go or you can you can start writing whenever you feel like it and just do it for a more from a more artistic manner. I mean, forget about the rules. Write whatever you want. And then you can always edit. The good thing about writing is that you can edit. <laughs> and you know, and with speaking you can't. It's like when you say something to someone, oops, it's gone. You can't go back and edit. But um, when you write something, you know, if you don't like it, you can go back and edit. So that's um that's a good uh, a good trait of of writing. If you were build, making or sculpt, sculpting a statue or something, probably it would be tough to to go back and and add it or change something. But writing, just think. I think this 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 will probably help you to start writing. Just think. Well, you know, if I don't like it, if it's wrong, I can I can just change it. If this word is not right, I'll just take it out, put another one, another one. So I think if you have this freedom, you won't feel so constrained that you have all these rules. And then you can always read it because what I find that is a, a great help for, for me and I hope for, for people who are listening is that sometimes you are writing and you are really enthusiastic and you just write, 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 write. And then when you go and read it, and read it to you, you realize, oh my God, this word here doesn't make any sense. I know what I meant, but this is like not right. And you edit the text. And when you read it back to yourself, you edit again. And then you edit again until you get to a version that really feels good to, to your ears and really sounds good. And that is your version. That is your, your text. And to me... I think it's important that artists have a personality and have um, a unique voice, so to speak. So I don't think we should follow, you know, the, the writing style of someone else. I think you should find your own. It may take a little bit of time, you know, or a little bit of practice, but you should find your own voice if you want to start writing. I, I'm, I say should. I'm not like saying should in a judgmental way or you could. 
probably is, is a lighter word, but you could find your own style, your own voice, and then speak and write from it. You already speak from it, but write from it. Because I think that's, that's the substance of art, is to add something um, and, and add something that has to do with the artist himself or herself. Because if you think about it, we all have the same letters. We all have the same words. When you are writing something or singing or speaking, you are not coming up with new words. So when you speak, when you think about it, you are like, wow, it's true. We all have the same words and nothing of what I do is going to be the same of nothing that what you do. And so that is the art. That is the creative part is to is like a game. You have these pieces and uh, they are the words in terms of writing and speaking and singing to you have these these words that are like your pieces in the game and then you play it differently and your creation is going to be a different one than mine and so I think that your voice is what people are going to enjoy the most because you can say exactly the same idea that I say but the way you say it is different than mine and you are going to reach some people that maybe I won't reach and I'm going to reach people that sometimes that maybe you won't reach and that's the beauty of it is like to see um, to see people um, that are drawn to you because there is something in your own voice that speaks to them that touches them that that gives meaning to their dreams or, or to the, what they are looking for. So um, I encourage you to start writing and I encourage you to, to find your own voice, you know, in writing. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so I think writing is important, but there's so many, like there's not enough, not enough, I wouldn't say enough time, but there, you have to like kind of prioritize what you want to learn. And maybe you want to be do sculpting. I mean, there's a lot of things people don't don't try things like you know, if someone doesn't like writing, well, have they tried writing? Have they they've expanded their knowledge or whatever? Have they tried speaking? Have they tried sculpting? Have they tried drawing? Because I think that all these mediums, how do you mm -hmm. say it? These are ways mm -hmm. of expressing yourselves or expressing your thoughts, ideas, whatever you want to say. And mm -hmm. when you when you when you uh, something that you can't convince someone with just writing sometimes mm -hmm. you have to speak and you can't convince yes. someone with speaking sometimes you have to draw or you know mm -hmm. have visual representations or mm -hmm. maybe you have to sculpt them something or uh design them something i mean the beauty is that 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 there's so many things so many mediums that you're bound to hit them with something i mean um there's lots of people who don't read that just don't read books they don't read books mm -hmm. because it's they that's a medium they won't understand. So if you tell mm -hmm. them to read a book, they're not going to go to that medium. But mm -hmm. there's other mediums like, you know, of course, podcasts. You got this. You got like there's so many ways to reach a person. And mm -hmm. if you're you're working on one over the other, I think it's really it's really hard to say that that's I think you should be doing both, because if you're not doing both, you're 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 going to see that you're you're going to be an expert at one thing. I mean, I, I mean, mm -hmm. think of Stephen King, um, mm -hmm. 91 books, 94 books, whatever it is. Amazing writer. 
The man cannot speak. I've heard his audiobooks. They're the worst things I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> um, so he has he's the, well defined. Then he's he, he's <laughs> he has made the samurai sword for writing, and it's amazing. <laughs> but when you he has the dullest, the worst. I'm not. I'm not saying it's the worst, but it's pretty bad. Like. Uh, oh my a, god that's so funny i think a four-year-old <laughs> child could speak better than he does but that's just that's just what i'm saying it's it, he sharpened the sword to an insane which i think it's cool to see people push limits and bounds mm-hmm. and whether it's athletic ability or this and that mm-hmm. but when when you focus on just one you're gonna lack in others and when you lack in others mm-hmm. you're not prepared to speak i mean i would love to hear stephen king speak i would love to him to express his ideas in a new different way um because he has a lot of things that i you know he tries to explain and i'm like what are you talking about like you need to give me context you need to like mm-hmm. he just doesn't know how to speak so mm-hmm. that is a a drawback of like most people don't think of it because he's so good at one aspect but it's a drawback it's a different art that is so funny what you are telling me because some people you know, for example, I enjoy doing different things and um, communicating in, in different mediums, like you, you've said. But um, when you tell me that story, I see that he doesn't have that desire of um, expanding to, to other fields. And it's, it's not bad. I mean, he, he found his art and he's happy with it. And so he just goes in it and stretches the limits like like you said and that's kind of like his dream that's that's his ambition you know he might want it to be i i i dream of being one of the biggest writers or one of the best writers in the world and so he was driven by that and and he went and 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 did it um he may not have ambition to to explore other fields that's true there are people who have ambition of doing a little bit of everything. There are people who have ambition of choosing two or three fields and say, I, I like these fields, I want to work on these fields, and when I'm tired of writing, I'm going to do that. When I'm tired of doing that, I'm going to go back to writing. It depends, I think, on the personality. Some people are very focused on just one one thing about their lives or one art or one craft or one expression and other people like me for example i i get bored easily so i love design and design to me it's like oh my god when i'm tired of writing or something i just design something or i play with photos or i create something with my photo like a design or something like that and i feel so happy because it's like a different part of my brain and I'm just like not in the words realm uh, anymore. I'm not in the world's kingdom. In the words kingdom, I'm in a different kingdom and I'm happy there. But I'm like that. I've always been like that. I'm not the very um, only one task person. I'm better. This is something funny about me. I'm better if I have two or three different things to do than if I just have one. Because I get to, I get exhausted, and if I get exhausted, or if I get bored, or if I'm like, oh, I don't feel like writing today, but I have to write because it's my thing, and 
I don't have anything else to do. If if I get to that point, then I'm not going to write that day because I'm just bored. And when you are bored, you don't feel creative. Like it's almost impossible to feel creative when you're bored unless you hit the bottom and then you get really creative and you snap out of boredom. Like boredom is my demon. I hate boredom. <laughs> I don't like boredom at all. I don't like the feeling. Some other people have other demons, you know. In my mind, everybody has a demon. Mine is boredom. Some other people is laziness. Some other people is, I don't know, like uh, luxury. Or some other people maybe buying everything they see. Um, but my 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 little demon is boredom. If I get bored, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do anything. Oh my God, what is life? And I found ways of snapping out of that boredom. And one of the ways that I found that works for me is when I'm bored, I just do something that I usually don't do. So, for example, I, I danced ballet when I was growing up. And sometimes I'm like bored and I, and I just say to myself, I'm just going to put some music and dance around the house. And then I'm like dancing like crazy and nobody's watching, which is the good part. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just dancing like crazy around the house. And you can't imagine after a song or two, it's like I'm a different person. It's like, oh, what, why was I bored? So, so um, I think that the, the, the interesting part of, of being alive and, and having a body and in the more spiritual way of speaking is to find our own ways of dealing with our own personalities because we can piss ourselves too, you know, because sometimes I feel bored and I don't want to feel bored. And I'm like, why the heck am I bored now? <laughs> But it's a feeling you have to manage it. And so I found out that if I do something different or, you know, I don't know, put some makeup on and take 300 selfies and you may think, oh, my God, like, what is the excitement in that? And sometimes it's just to do something different that can snap you out of that state. And it's not that then I utilize my selfies for something productive, but um, for a blog post or something like that. But it's doing something that you don't usually do because, no, I don't take 300 selfies per day. <laughs> but it's doing something that you don't usually do that can can help you snap out of that that lower vibrational state or something like that. Same with hate, same with envy, you know. Sometimes we feel these these emotions... Or we feel angry about something. And I think when when we do something different, when we change our focus, that emotion goes away. When we go just read something and or just go for a walk or just dance or just sing something or create a design, then you your focus change and you are free of that of that emotion and, and you can continue your life. Some other times we don't do that and then we get sucked into that emotion and we feel like expressing, I hate the world. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm just being theatrical right now. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, we if we observe ourselves, we can learn a lot about ourselves, and we we can find our little mechanisms, you know, to fight our own demons. Because your little demons, and by demons I mean like the probably the, those vibrational energies or frequencies that don't let us grow or don't let us be productive or something that get us stuck. And if you find your own ways of snapping out of them, then um, then you start having power over them. And I think that that's that's the good the good part of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think boredom is. I don't know. For me, boredom is not. It's different for me than most people because <laughs> most people are like, "I'm bored." I'm like, "Why are you bored?" It's because you're not doing something. I mean, like, it, it's it, it's it's or you're doing something that you don't want to do right now at that moment. So I mm-hmm. think I think I think. Um, but nowadays, you know, it's mostly constant. T- you just want to be constantly stimulated in some mm-hmm. way. So. Is that what happens when you get bored? I have no idea. I've never had the, for me, I've never had the 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 boredom feeling. But I, it's trying me trying to explain that I don't have that feeling because I think mm-hmm. there's so many things to do, like so many. Like you can get exhausted, you can get tired, but I don't, I, I don't get bored, and that's mm-hmm. just for me. And there is that demon does not exist for me. It exists yes, for you. Yes, yes, you have others. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, c- totally. I, I really, for example, I know people that their demon is laziness. They are super intelligent. They have these crazy ideas, like things that I'm like, whoa, that would be awesome. But then they are a little bit lazy, and so they get sucked into that laziness, and then they spend days like, I don't know, watching TV or on social media or playing games, and they don't actually channel that energy to make those good ideas uh, work. Um, you touched a, a point there that I think is it's really cool. I've thought and I've tried to feel what boredom is, and I never really quite understood it. And I think that's why I say it's my demon, because it, it, when it's something that it's, it's uh, when it's something that has power over you, it's something that for others may be really easy to deal with, but for you, because you are identified with it or associated with it, you don't have that perception from the outside. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't see yourself from the outside. You see yourself with that boring feeling or with that boredom feeling. I am much, much better now. But what I realized with in myself, boredom, some people who are listening may feel identified with this some other people may not so this is this is really personal right now but what i found about boredom is actually it's more than a feeling is more than a chain of thoughts it's actually an energy state in my case so i get to the end usually i'm into enthusiastic and I'm happy about life and I always feel that there's more to do that there's more to learn and that boredom energy state is uh what I found is is a deep feeling that that uh the environment whether it's social media whether it's 
um, online stuff, whether it's being in the middle of Times Square, which may be the most um, entertain, entertaining or the most stimulating square in the world, right? Plaza or something. But, and you are there. Imagine you are in the middle of Times Square and you have all that stimulation, visual and, and, and auditory stimulation and motion stimulation. And if you are bored, it's like you are so what? It's like it's almost as if you are if you are there, but you are not there or you, that stimulation doesn't do much to you. What I find in my case when I'm bored, do you know what I do? I go and learn something new because I love learning something new. So sometimes I go read stuff that I don't even know, like biology or something. I'm going, oh, you know, I feel like reading about cells. And I'm going to read about cells. I studied science, but not biology. And or read chemistry. I never liked chemistry, but sometimes it works or does the click or write or read about makeup or watch makeup makeup tutorials. I I don't waste much time on makeup per day, but you know, it's something that I've never studied before. It's something and so my brain is learning something new and it snaps out of the boredom. So sometimes boredom, I think when for people who have this issue in their lives. Sometimes boredom is just um, believing in that moment or thinking or feeling that, um, that um, uh, how can we say life is boring or that there is nothing outside that is going to motivate me. There is nothing outside that is going to inspire me. When a person is really bored, you can go close to that person and say, you can do it, you are capable, you are the best in the person. Uh, and what I find is that instead of people looking outside for that motivation, outside for that inspiration, when you are really bored, you should just do a little bit of effort and not inspire yourself because probably you can't do it in that state, but do something really different that will snap out like you know if you don't go to the cinema go to the cinema or if you don't if you live if you never go and see the sea go and see the sea something really different that will shift your whole energy or just exercise you know um uh, play basketball something like that something like really really different but not be the difficult part is to do that by yourself and not be waiting for the outer world to come and save you. Because, or if you have family or friends who know you, they can help you out with that. Because, for example, sometimes if you are bored or something and a friend calls you and says, Hey, let's go and drink a coffee. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm bored. Okay, I'm going to get you. You know, sometimes th these little gestures or people showing up, I don't know, with a cookie for you or people just telling you, you know, I want to grab a coffee, come with me and I won't take no for answer. Sometimes these, these little gestures just have an effect on, uh, on the other person's life that is like amazing. That is that feeling connected. Sometimes boredom is not feeling connected to anything or anyone. And if the other person 
the exterior does that has that gesture to you, you you feel, oh, you know, hey, I'm good again. And it's a feeling. So it's not something that you can switch on and off. It's really you have to go through it. And um, I, I enjoy doing those gestures to people because I enjoy that people do those gestures to me too. But simple things, you know, you don't, you don't have to go for expensive things or, some, or stuff like that. Sometimes it's just like a, a gesture like, hey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Okay, call me. Tell me what's up. And sometimes just by talking, you just, you just snap out of it. So I think these tools that I've shared with everybody, uh, people can apply to their own lower vibrations. Independently, if it's boredom or if it's anger or if it's hate, of course, they have different energies to them. Anger is actually an emotion that many people feed off of it because it's a very action-oriented emotion. Mm -hmm. When someone is angry, for example, when someone is sad, usually when a person is sad, you don't feel like doing much. You are just like, oh, you know, take it easy, whatever. But when someone is angry, that anger has a lot of energy. Angry is a very energetic emotion. And so some people feed off of it and uh, and unconsciously start hating someone or start beefing with someone or something just because that anger energy gives them the strength to, ah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be this person here. They are looking at me like if I'm no one, I'm going to be the best, they will regret. So it, it has a very action-oriented um, energy, you know what I mean? Uh, if it's sadness, sadness is not like that. A, a sad per- When a person is sad, not a sad person, when a person is sad is... Uh, you know, take it easy, like, uh, okay, maybe tomorrow. It's not a very action-oriented emotion, but anger and hate, yes, they are. That's why some people are addicted to drama, and they don't even understand it. They don't even realize that they are addicted to drama, because that drama gives them that boost, and gives them that that energy to do what they want to do, that if they don't have that drama, if they don't have that anger or hate, they are, oh, you know, life is beautiful, I'm peaceful, so I'm not going to do anything, you know? So they go to that angry emotion to get them to do things. But if you don't enjoy being angry, like I don't, I get angry sometimes and I don't like it any bit. I don't like it. But if you get angry sometimes, um, when uh, any of these tools that I shared can work with it. You just do something different that will make you snap out of that anger. Or one thing that works a lot of with anger is exercising. You go to a gym and you work out, oh my God, where is, ang- where is anger? It's gone after a while and you feel good. And so I'm addicted to feeling good, so I don't like anger or anything like that. But some other people like to feel angry, you know. They like that drama. (laughs) It's addictive, you know, it's addictive. We all have some people that we follow on social media just to to check the drama because sometimes it's addictive. It's fun. It's like, oh. (laughs) It's fun. It honestly is. I mean, 
I don't personally like drama when it's with me. I mean, I I, I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, That's so funny. I, I like drama. Like it's not. It, it's fun. It, it's entertaining. It's it, it's all yes. these things and. And, and and it's the back and forth that I really enjoy because, you know, oh, what is this yes. person going to say? What is that person going to say? And, you know, sometimes people are creative. I mean, people can be creative with words that they, they're, they're you know, dissing someone or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. And uh, I don't think I'm ever going to stop watching drama because <laughs> that's what makes... I agree with you. I think it's really entertaining and... It's addictive because mm-hmm. then you are thinking, oh, my God, let me check. What did he say? Or what what what, what did she say? Or, oh, my God, what are they what are they on now? But, for example, when it's with me, I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't like it. It's really easy to understand. I get bored. Like, I mean, I can argue with someone one day and, you know, have a back and forth. And that's fun. But like every day, no, no, you can't do that. With I me love every that. Day. I, I, I feed. I, I, I it festers inside of me when I see someone argue with me because it, it, it's something that you know. It's not motivation. It's just like it's it's this conflict. Like I like conflict. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't. You know, a lot of people. You know, peace, love. I love all that stuff, right? But I need mm-hmm. conflict in some way, whether it's yes. It could yeah. be physical conflict. I am not opposed towards physical conflict, but I'm not also opposed against <laughs> words. I mean, words mm-hmm. is the safest way to, I mean, not the safest way because words, I think words are more damaging than, than physical conflict because yes, you, can hurt, yes. you can just, I mean, if you, if you have the sharpest spear that nobody can see, you're going to hit them yeah. with it. And when you hit them oh, with yeah. it, people fall. And, you know, that's when you get depressed and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You know. Go ahead. And, Sorry. And the drama, I just, you know, it's not, it's not, I don't want it to go away. I really do not. Um, that's I, so funny. I love this talk. And, and you know, what I have to say about that is this. Um, I'm going to share with you. And, and drama can be really creative, too. For example, I had a drama going on with another page of, like, something that I do and they were always like hating on me and something like that and you know it was creative to an extension because I got like ah I'm going to say this I'm going to say that but then what happens with me is that I can do that for a day or two but then on the third day I wake up and I think oh I'm going to do this and so I'm on another state like I moved on and Sometimes what upsets me is that you go back, you moved on, and you go back to check on those people or something, and they are still in the same hate, in the same state, and saying the same things, and I'm like, no, no, this is not good. Now, the bad part about having a beef with a writer, and with me that happens, because... um, Someone told me once, your sword is your word and you can build something amazing or you can tear down a person in seconds. And I was like, really? And they said, yes, Uh, it was a friend of mine. And and she said, yes, when you are mad, you tell me words that that are like with me forever and they really hurt. And 
if you have the sort of, of word that some people have, it's better not to, you know, mess around with them because they don't do it on purpose. But because we have this connection with words and we feel words and we are very uh, connected to their meaning, sometimes in a sentence we can tear someone apart. That's true. That's true. And for example, in my case, I don't want to go there. So I'm always avoiding. I'm like, no, don't create drama with me because I will get mad. And then in a, in a sentence, I call you all the names that you don't like. And I tell you why I'm calling them. And then you, don't, you will hate me forever. So I'm like, please don't go there. But, um, but about drama, it's, it's really like entertaining. I think that's the part that mm. everybody loves about it. Because it's entertaining and it goes back and forth. And I think uh, some personalities enjoy that. Uh, to me, I like it for a little bit, but then I get bored. Then I'm like, mm. okay, I moved on. I'm your friend now. Oh, come on. Let's move on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Let's create something. But sometimes, sometimes it's cool, you know. Sometimes it, it's cool to, to feel those emotions because the, the creative, the creation that comes out of it, it's different than when you are in a state of bliss or in a state of peace or in a state of love with life, you know? Um, and, and it's funny. I like anger and I like beefs in a more comedy way, not like in a serious way. Sometimes I try to play with those people, like kind of, you know, um, going a little bit about it, but in a, in a comedy way, but they, they get it serious, you know, they get it seriously. And then they got even angrier, and I was like, okay, maybe this is the wrong path for me. <laughs> so I'm not going to, to, to do it anymore. But, um, uh, but, you know, it's something that is in everybody's lives. And I think that trauma sells so much, and so, so many people are addicted to it because they can see themselves in it. It's like if you have... For example, if, if it's two people beefing with each other, it's like if you have two conflicting emotions uh, in two people. It's like if your emotions have a body now, so you are watching them. <laughs> you, are, you are watching them fight. And then you are like, okay, she's right about that. Oh, no, he's right about that. No, go tell him that. No, go tell her that. So people like that because it's um, it's – it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. And I, I also, you know, the point, my, one of my points is that it's always like, there's good and bad drama. Bad drama is repetitive. I mean, if you, mm -hmm. if you, some people don't recognize patterns, like when something's very repetitive, like, you yes, know, you're saying the same stuff he said, you know, it's just like, you're not, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not being creative. You're not making, like when you make a drama, when you trying to start something, I mean, this is for anyone in entertainment or trying to, you know, start a beef. You have to build and build and build and build and be creative with your building. It can't be just mm -hmm. the same thing you you said last time. I mean, yes, yes, you, yes. you can always say, hey, one thing about one person, but you need to be creative with how you say it about them. Because if you if you're not, you're going to get stuck in this pattern and then people are going to notice and the, the the people that wanna wanna listen to your drama or watch your drama, they're gonna stop watching. Mm -hmm. And if they stop yes. watching, well, then you're you're gonna wonder why. And when you start mm -hmm. wondering why, you're gonna be like, huh? 
well, I guess this is bad, Joe. I mean, I see it all the time in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, I love drama so much, and but there's a certain <laughs> extent where I'm like, you're just you're just saying you're just saying the same stuff you always say. Like, I need something new because yeah. it's so magical. I mean, my favorite drama is always. Uh, do you know who Conor McGregor is? Have you ever heard of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love his trash talking. It is the best <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> I watch. I've watched. I'm not gonna lie. I've watched hours and hours of his trash talk. I mean, I've no. I noticed like where he gets his trash talking from. So comedy is something that is really difficult to write, and it's really difficult to perform right, because um, people. It's almost like if you are acting, but people cannot know that you are acting. Is something that I can't explain very well, but it's difficult, and. I think that artists sometimes what they need to do not to be repetitive is just to take breaks because in our society, we value the hustle. We value the, the, the hustle and bustle like the British say and, and always be in a rush and oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But that works if we have a more, how can I say, a, a, a less creative work or a less creative occupation. If you are, if you have to perform always the same thing, then you can do that. You can always be on the rush. You can always be on the hustle. But if you have to really create something new, not plagiarize or not alter and copy, copy words and alter them. No, not that. If you really come from your heart, if you really come from your soul and you want to create something new, you need breaks. You need to... Forget about everything. Do go someplace else and just let that creativity come to you. And so, comedy is one of my favorite genres, and I know how to write it, but it's really uh, it's really difficult. Uh, difficult, and then it has lots of repetitions to be funny and stuff, and like debating the same idea from different perspectives. I I find it amusing, but. To be well done, that's what I mean, it's really difficult. That's why you have like so many best-selling authors and so many famous rappers and you don't have, you know, you don't have millions or, well, not millions of rappers exist. I, I, don't, I don't think so. But you don't have, you don't have 10% of comedians, of well-known comedians that, that, you can compare to rappers or to best-selling authors or or to painters or photographers or models or designers. You know what I mean? Because you have to keep that fresh. You have to always come up with new things mm-hmm. and in ways that engage people because comedy is meant to engage. If people are not engaged, there is nothing else to do there. It's like, I mean, it's over. So you have to engage people and in, a, in an intelligent way. I think, for example, there is an actress, a Latina actress, Sofia Vergara, and I think that she's amazing because she's so smart. She always finds a way of uh, saying something funny about what's happening, but she's, she almost has like that persona or that image that you look and she almost has that um, that appearance that she wants to she wants you to think that she's a little bit dumb 
but she's not dumb at all. So, you know, it's funny because that's what comedy is. He's like, he's really intelligent, but you don't, you, you don't exactly share that, that, that is intelligent, what you are doing. Is this complicated? Like, I, I feel that I just got lost in it. No, not lost, but like, I don't. <laughs> complex <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I understand because like I mean it, 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 comedy is something that I don't know it's different in the way like I mean I think about Kevin Hart I think about I mean you think any top comedian and I mean my favorite's Bill Burr if you haven't heard of him you gotta hear him um, mm -hmm. and w the problem I have with that is like very very few can stay at the top because Yes, it's it is a grind. It is work, and you know I love Kevin Hart. I've loved, mm -hmm. I love his specials, most of them. <laughs> See, th this <laughs> is the problem. Once it gets too repetitive, I I've noticed it. I've noticed a pattern. You're doing the same stuff over and over, even though it might uh -huh. be slightly different. Like, uh -huh. you're, you're, and you know all these experiences you have, you're changing them a little. Do mm -hmm. but I can still see that there's a there's a constant theme, and the themes are never changing. And mm -hmm. it's hard for, the, I mean, any comedian. I, I can't do it. I honestly, well, I probably could, but it takes a lot of time. And Comedy is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. I'm and, telling you, it's and hard. You read, TV yeah. shows are easier. Mm -hmm. Like comedy TV shows are easier because usually it's several characters. It's several people. Also, someone's so writing you, for you and you're just trying to act it. You're trying to yeah. perform it. It's, you're and not doing both. You, when you're doing both, it's too... It, it's it can be overwhelming and you when you have to write something and you gotta and even if you write it just like what we said you know even though you write it down you mm -hmm. don't it does you don't know how it's going to translate through when you put it through the ringer of mm -hmm. performing it because if you don't most of i mean kevin hart i bet goes through a long year process of going to clubs going to comedy stores and trying to perform and trying to make the thing be the special that special mm -hmm. is not that is the final draft or cl as closest to the final draft because you can always change it, but it's as closest to the final draft as he can get. That's his his ending, but you don't see the process. The process is when he's doing it and he's not being recorded and he's not being watched, and he's just mm -hmm. performing it day by day, you know, week by week, going to different places. Because, I mean, if you think about it, people react different to different types of comedy, and mm -hmm. if you're sarcastic with me, I don't know. I cannot understand sarcasm. Like it's not funny mm -hmm. to me, but I, yes. I, I'm, I, I'm a more literal person. Maybe just because mm -hmm. of, if you say something, I'm like, well, are you being serious? Are you joking? Like it's hard to tell for me because I don't mm -hmm. have that, that, that I don't recognize that emotion or recognize that tone. Um, okay. So I try, I try, I try. I don't see you, <laughs> but it just doesn't get through me sometimes. But I enjoy the different types of comedy and but oh i love comedy comedy i think that when when it's on tv shows it's easier because you have different characters so for example if i'm acting on a tv show on a, on a comedy tv show and you are there you have your part i have mine but we are kind of supporting each other but but like stand-up comedy is tough you are there by yourself and you have to pull the audience into what you are saying so um, you have to manage all the text, you have to say it in a way that will engage the audience, and you have to be smart about it because all audiences are different. 
depending on age, location, state even. And it's you have to be really intuitive to it and, and have courage to be there by yourself, you know. Um, I also find that comedy people are very intelligent because if you think about it, they see, they look to to me, to you, to themselves, and they see the patterns that sometimes the other people don't see. And then they play with those patterns. You know what I mean? Like, for example, someone who is, I'm, I'm just imagining something, someone who is trying to lose weight and keeps eating cakes. They can make a joke about it, but they have to see the pattern that maybe that person doesn't see it uh, herself or himself. Uh, do you know what I mean? So they they have this keen vision. That's what I that's what I what I like about comedy people is that they have this keen vision that sees through you, and sees like oh you know he's doing this how funny let me play with it, and I think comedy can actually help people because if for example someone is stuck in a pattern. And you tell them, you know, you are stuck in a pattern and, you know, what are you going to do with your life? And what are la, 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 la. And the person is like, oh, my God, so boring. Just leave me alone. I don't want to hear you. I don't care. But if you go about it in a, in a comedy manner, if you make a joke about it or if you go in a more fun way, Actually, people, the person will, will laugh with you and say, oh, my God, yes, I do that. You know, when you, when you go to, to uh, one of your friends or, or someone in your family and you just say, have you ever noticed? No, no, listen, I'm going to just perform like you do. I'm going to just to do what you usually do. And when you kind of like mimic them or something, they are like, they, they kind of laugh. They're like, oh, my God, I do that. Like, how dumb. And they see something that they didn't see about themselves and that can actually help them to, to stop doing it. I do that to my, to my friends sometimes. I see what they do. They need help with something. And I think, you know, I can be really serious about it and go and say a dissertation or I can actually play with it. And with some people, playing with it works much better than assertion or, oh, this happens because of that and because of that and because of that. But some other people like that intellectual stimulation better. So I love comedians. I think they, they have a, a great mission in the world. I think more should try to do it because it's just fun. Like, And if it's different and original and creative... We all want to watch it and hear it because it just makes us feel good. I'm all about feeling good and happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. well uh, yeah, comedy. We'll end on that note because comedy is uh, it's joyful. I, I, do you, what, what are your, you know, just for some people, because some people will take mm -hmm. recommendations. Who do you listen to? Who do you like, like uh, as a, a comedian? What comedians do you like? Um, I, you know, I actually like the Ellen show, mm -hmm. the things that she does. I think she's funny because she has a very uh, personified way of being. And I love that. I love unique people. You know, I don't care about her sexual orientation or something. That's not my subject, but that's not my business. Um, so I don't judge people uh, about their personal, um, choices, 
but I like her. I like her the 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 way she is. Like she's unique. She's she knows she's unique. People uh, can play with her. She's always in a good mood, and she can play with people. I I like her. I like her show. Um, I also like Kevin Hart and other comedians. I follow some comedians uh, on online, but quite frankly, I don't know their names. They are like um, the president show or something like that. So I don't know their name, their uh, names, their real names, but I know their usernames. And um, there is there is this funny account on Instagram, this funny page that is the president show or something. So they 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 have uh, they have funny funny things happening oh my god there is another guy he's so funny and i can't remember see it's not his name it's something else i follow him but i can't remember the username and he's so funny he just he just does some some videos that are really funny i can't remember the name he he did the video that was like he's a really big guy and he did a video that was like do you have a problem, but you feel you don't have hands to solve it? <laughs> well, call me up then. I can, I can solve it for you. I do knockouts. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, oh, uh, knockouts. I know, I, I know who you're talking about. Is that? That's not it. I, I'm thinking. Huh. I just laughed so much. Is it Boogie? That's not Boogie. <laughs> I think that is. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know his name. It's like oh the the Jada Jada something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and you know, he did this video and I was crying laughing cuz it was just something that that it was so funny cuz he's so big and he was like if you have a problem and you and you don't have hands to solve it, I'll solve it for you. You have like Someone talking bad about you? Call me up. I will get there. And then, and then he was punching all these people just to solve other people's problems. Oh my god! I the first time I saw that video, I have to tell you that I cried. It was it was so funny. So I like to follow him too. It's something like the Jada or the. It starts with a J, but I can't remember the username. Mm-hmm. But I will find it, and then I and then I will I will let you know. So those people, this is the good thing about social media is that you have you have all of us, you know, who don't have to to be doing boring things. We can just follow our dreams and share with the world what we are about and find other people who are doing the same. And it's I think it's an amazing time to be alive. Like I think about my my grandparents or even my parents and I'm like, oh, my God, like. What we have now, this internet, this technology, this openness, it's amazing. And one of the things that I like about it the most is that you can do it by yourself. I'm very independent. I love to do things by myself, not because I don't want to work with other people. It's really because sometimes I just feel like doing it and I don't want to be waiting. And so I love doing stuff by myself. And now it's amazing. You can really do stuff by yourself. You can produce stuff. You can... You don't, you don't have to have those institutions like in the past, you know, like the newspaper talking about you or the TV shows. No, you can do your own. You can just, you know, express and at any time. I love that. I don't want to be waiting for 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. to share something. 
I want to share whenever I feel like it. So I think we are living in amazing times and we should uh, enjoy it and take advantage of it. Advantage in a, in a good way, of course. Enjoy it. That's what it, that's what we'll end on. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yes. And enjoy it. Enjoy. It was just like a word. I just created a word. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for talking to me, Sarah. That was interesting. I hope everyone got something out of it. All right. And there's a lot of good stuff in there. So. Yeah. Brandon, thank you so much for your invitation. I love your show and everybody here who is listening to us please support brandon in his dream he's a very talented man and i wish much much goodness and much evolution and all your dreams come true and thank you so much for having me i love being here with you and talking with you all right and bye everybody thank you so much for listening if you want to hit me up just you know hit me up on instagram or twitter and I love people, so I, I will definitely um, reply as soon as possible. Okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Brandon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.